On Saturday, voters in Libya go to the polls for the country's first election since the ouster of Muammar Gaddafi. More than 3,000 candidates are competing for just 200 seats in a new assembly. The winners will be charged with creating a government and helping to draft Libya's new constitution. Among the candidates are about two dozen Libyan Americans. Reporter Marine Olivezi found one of them campaigning in Kabao, a small town in Libya's western mountains. In the shadow of a mosque nested in Libya's Nefusa Mountains, Juma Shaouj greets old acquaintances and new faces. They've all gathered for an occasion unthinkable under Gaddafi's rule, the political rally of a long-term exile. I've been out of this village for about 32 years. I left this country in 1980. But these people are my people. And I'm coming back, I'm trying, you know, feeling their struggles and their problems and if we can find you know, a way of how to support it. And now Juma is striving to become their first ever elected representative. His return and possible election marks a new chapter in a personal journey that has been for over three decades blessed with fortunate timing. I was so lucky because I was the last group to be sent to the States. The American embassy in Tripoli closed in 1980 after a mob of protesters burnt it down. Libyan authorities had granted Juma a scholarship to study in the U.S. just a few months earlier. In 1984, Juma was on track for a Ph.D. in science at the University of Arizona when his father was thrown in jail on suspicion he and others had plotted a coup. Shortly after, Juma was asked to fly back to Libya to renew his government-sponsored scholarship. But I knew it's a trick because I know my father is in the prison. So immediately when they, when they said, hey, threatened me, he said, either to go back to Libya to sign this contract or we'll cut off that, this scholarship. I said, cut it off. I didn't feel, you know, a degree is more important than the principles of values that I need to live for. Juma never saw his father again. Without financial backing, Juma had to drop out, but the strained relations between the U.S. and Libya played in his favor. He was quickly granted political asylum, along with his wife and four children. In 1986, the family moved to Sacramento, and they embraced the U.S. as home. But Libya remained on his mind. Juma became the West Coast representative of the National Front for the Salvation of Libya. The group was an exiled opposition to Gaddafi's regime. There were moments of uh, real despair. The group's founder, Mohamed Magariev, lived in Atlanta, Georgia, during most of his time in exile. He's also back in Libya now. He says for three decades, the front kept drumming the anti-Qaddafi beat against all odds and naysayers. We heard many voices that uh, tried to make us feel that whatever efforts we made have no impact or no, uh, no results because of the simple fact that Gaddafi was still there. But we were wise enough to keep calling for Gaddafi uh, regime to be toppled and uh, for the people to revolt against him until the last moment. When the uprising broke out in Benghazi in February 2011, members of the front set up a support committee that organized protests in the U.S. and fundraised for medical aid. Juma went to Tunisia to help Libyan refugees there. At one point, he managed an impromptu visit to Kabao, 31 years after he'd left, he says he could recognize neither his town nor his family. Those of my age are elders. And those youngsters who were not born, they are now running the show. My father, my mother, my grandmother, all those who loved me, who hugged me when I left, I found them to be in a cemetery, all of them lying, sleeping in the cemetery ground. Now I found myself stranger in my, in, within my family. Yet people in Kabao seemed eager to get him involved. 
After the revolution, friends asked him to run for office. They argued that the transition process needs help from those who've lived in democratic countries. Mohamed Magariev, the leader of the National Front from Atlanta, himself a candidate in another town, says former exiles have a clear edge in Libya's new political landscape. Candidates are not known. They don't have any history by which they can judge. It's all promises. <laughs> so in that, in that regard, where we have advantage, I mean, we did what we did, we did for our country. And this is the credibility that we have, which very few people do have. But Juma says outsiders face obvious challenges in bridging the gap with locals. For instance, he says his U.S.-acquired optimistic mindset and can-do attitude stand at odds with the prevailing mood here. All the time they talk about the past, about their sufferings, about problems. And say, okay, there's time for you to recover, but you can't spend your life, all your life, talking about the past and the sufferings. I mean, all the time you are adding salt on the injury. Back at the mosque in Kabao, Juma makes his speech to about a hundred men sitting in a circle. After the rally, Juma Ajaj, a writer in a newly created newspaper, says Juma's voice stands out in Kabao's field of candidates, and so will it, he hopes, in Libya's new Congress. For the world, I'm Marine Olivesi in Kabao, Libya.